0: To Joe on Joe Extreme. It's me, <laughs> your host, Joe Slepsky. And that laughter you hear, it probably sounds familiar to a lot of you podcast listeners, because you know the voice, you know the podcast. It's one of the OG GI Joe podcasts out there. It's Steven Jubber from the GI Joe Berg podcast. Steve, welcome to back to Joe on Joe Extreme. Stream indeed,
1: baby. Oh man, this is totally bodacious. We're going in the '90s, oh, man. Oh my God,
0: totally, dude. It is radical. So extreme, Joe,
1: Joe, Joe, Joe. The last time we collaborated was uh, behind the rock with Col- it
0: Cold. It was. Zither. It was, ladies and gentlemen. If you if you remember Cold Slither behind the rock, and you know this is the voice of Zartan, and. <laughs> you you were fabulous and you hooked us up oh, with well, you with our Zorana uh Claire Claire yeah yes. very
1: good who I happened to be working with at the time
0: oh man Joe this was exactly a year ago I think it was yeah it was a year ago this time we were we were putting the finishing touches on on uh, Cold Slither uh dude well done I mean
1: oh. in terms of Cobra uh, Cobra Convergence I think that must have been the coolest project of all it was so fresh man a lot of production went into that anyone who's listening to this Make sure you've listened to that, Thank because you. it was a fantastic showpiece. Thank you, dude. The voice talents, and like the Dreadnoughts, just—they were so good.
0: Every—that's why everyone brought their A game, and that was the thing. We sought out authentic people. Um, and the uh, music just kicked out. The music was Big amazing. Time. The music wow. was amazing. We had we had uh, we had six. What was it it's like six continents or five continents represented, and er I'm sorry, four continents, I think in six different countries. <laughs> I think that's what it was. It was four continents, six different countries. Um Cold Slither goes <laughs> multinational. Yeah, and it's you, a world tour baby. It's a world tour baby. <laughs> yeah, well you know I mean really and realistically 2020 would be the year that Cold Slither would come back with all the the <laughs> the plague and uh, They might not be able to manage a world tour under the No, these but they would they would be trying to they would be trying to launch it. That's the thing though. They would launch oh, they would see okay, I you know what? So we do a little post update to it. And in 2020, Cole Slither got back together for a giant world tour, which was supposed to kick off on April 1st. And everything shut down due to COVID on March 15th. Stymie- of course,
1: our subliminal messages work <laughs> just as well via Zoom. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, Zoom is Zoom some kind of a, a Cobra, Arbco, Broca uh you know Bro, amalgam out of nowhere and all of a
1: sudden it's on everyone's lips it's gotta be yeah. gotta
0: be some shady dealings going on that project was so much fun i really appreciate you um you know uh you've got a you've got a role in everything that i do i got the next <laughs> the next one's working on it, to be honest the 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 covid slowed it up we gotta be honest uh but i'm yeah man. i'm really hoping to somehow get it finished my goal to be do it to be honest was to do it more of a of a my next project which i'm not saying exactly what it is but to do it more of like a live radio play you know where Ooh. i get where yeah where i get most of my actors in the room and you know we all do it at this you know we all do it um with nice with foley effects and things like that um but obviously that's that that literally is uh, is stymied so I'm i'm gonna try to change it up and get it done cobra convergence is moved out i think it's august this year instead of july yes yeah so but damn you no
1: know, you, you're tipping your hand
0: man this is some good stuff no i'm know, not saying what it no is no one does live radio
1: play anymore I like know, that's I know. incredible
0: i know i know incredible. i'm a fan it's a lost art it's a lost art man so it's steve fun. you're amazing you're you're work with the guys at gi joeberg uh, paul Loebshire, our, our buddy cujo um yeah, man. and and now you're working with troy smith who's a personal friend <laughs> he's amazing <laughs> And you guys, do... we have
1: him to thank for me uh, coming back on this show because you know he kind of planted the seed. He had just done uh, the the recording with you, and he was like, "Steve, why don't you uh, get back on Joe and Joe?" I was like, "Okay, would that be greedy of me to have uh, another go?" Uh, and so that's why I hit you up, man. That and the fact that like I could not find uh, extreme yeah. anywhere yep. for love or money. So getting a free access pass from you sounded like a dream come true. Totally. All I got to do is, is talk for an hour?
0: Yeah, easily yeah, talk, talk to me for an hour?
1: Oh, uh, well, <laughs> hold on. That might not be worth That's it. That's a trade, trade-off.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and listeners, uh, if, 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 you, if you don't exactly understand what Steve's saying, uh, we've got about 13 episodes left. So this is the last episode. Today we're watching Rebellion, which is the 13th episode of the first season. Season two has another 13 episodes. So we are literally halfway through G.I. Joe Extreme. And what I'm bribing you guys with is because most of you don't have these episodes or have never even seen them, really, I've got them all on a Google Drive. So my guests get full access to that sweet, sweet G.I. Joe Extreme content. So if you want to be a guest on the show, shoot me an email to joeandjoepod at gmail.com or hit me up Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Pod. Just let me know you want to be a guest on the show. We will make it happen Steve. i must say joe yeah. what is most impressive is
1: the very authentic like vhs filter that you did <laughs> <in> post <laughs> oh, 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 oh. i mean it, it yeah. looks like literally it was pulled off tv back in 1995
0: how it, did you do it joe well you know what um that's the thing and not only am i a master of uh re- recreating old behind the music episodes but i can also recreate old uh recordings from appleton wisconsin which is where most of these, <laughs> where most of these G.I. Joe well, extremes came from,
1: buddy. Very authentic. Thank, I you. Must thank say. you. Thank like, you. Thank you. Scratchy I,
0: edges at the top oh, of the frame. All of it. boxed. All it's of great. it. All of it. Sometimes I cut commercials out. Sometimes I leave them in. Sometimes I have the intro. Sometimes I don't. It's a uh, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> I can pass they they, I would love for Hasbro to re-release these, clean them up, and put out a proper proper box set or stream or how what however they can do it i would love to see these cleaned up because i don't think they're all that bad absolutely they've got such
1: a distinctive look i mean i know you guys have talked about on the show the like the heavy inking mm-hmm. um but it's beautiful yeah it probably covers up a great many sins right <laughs> in right. the animation that's exactly but right. at the same time such a striking look yeah and it would be nice to see them like cleaned up and they high look def, so you know, much quality.
0: like the action figures agreed I, yeah definitely. i don't Now, do you so you guys at gi joeberg let's let's talk gi joeberg first of all it's an amazing podcast you guys put out probably like an episode every two weeks or so it's not, it's not, yeah it's we've not gone we've thing, gone
1: right? fortnightly to just keep it yeah. yeah exactly um i i am currently hosting another podcast called talking joe oh um we're getting very in deep with the uh, the the continuation of the Larry Homer run yeah. where we're into the IDW stuff. Yeah, in 2 weeks we'll hit uh, issue 200. I don't think I realized so that's... I
0: don't think I realize you were a co-host in that. That's great.
1: <laughs> well, it's gone through a number of co-hosts. Oh, um, so you started <laughs> out with Chief, Chief and Ben, then it was Chief and Chris, now it's Chief and Steve.
0: I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Chief's well, uh, Chief's philosophy is
0: break and replace. <laughs> yeah. Well, just just like Chief's an O ring. Yeah, just like an O ring. Um, yeah, man. How long have you been doing that?
1: Ah, uh, gosh, I think we're coming up on my twentieth outing with them. Oh, great! It'll all kind of coincide. The eightieth episode of Talking Joe will be the two hundredth episode or uh, issue of the comic book, and I think will be my twentieth appearance on it. But uh, what aren't the kind of break and replace kind of toys are these extreme guys. Yeah. They look very durable. Very Of course, very I have durable. no firsthand experience with them because we never got them in South Africa. Yeah. The most just... we got were like images from Toy Fair magazine. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man, we, we kind of salivated over them because it was like, oh, new G.I. Joe product. Awesome. I hope we can see them. But then we realized exactly how unarticulated they were.
0: Right. They're because very Of, of posed. course
1: these were Yeah, these were Kenner action figures. And by this stage, I think Hasbro had bought Kenner. They did. Which is why Kenner was able to do G.I. Joe toys. But like it very much fit the mold of like what Kenner had been doing up to that point with um the Batman animated series figures. Yes. Very so much, much like, like those legend Legends of the Dark
0: Knight figures. And Extreme yes, Just- and Extreme absolutely. Justice. Uh, And eventually the same this same vibe rolled into the Star Wars figures of these like overly super buff. Yeah, overly muscled, not really realistic looking angry people. It's a
1: pity because like you look at the, the animation and you think, okay, it's very 90s. It's very like J. Scott Campbell, but it's there's some merits to these designs there's there you are know, it's, it's yeah gi joe does the x-force yes everyone has got it, massive it, shoulder pads it big, is inexplicably sci-fi weapons
0: if this were but happening, it's definitely got its appeal yeah if this were happening concurrent with real american hero what this what this team would have been is all right guys we need to put together a black ops team that can have complete deniability And Mm. to do so, we're going to have to, you're going to have to wear slightly different uniforms, but Scarlet, you're going in and we're going to change your name to Mayday, you know, snake eyes, you're going to be black dragon, you know, heavy duty. (sighs) You're going to be freight. You know what I mean? And this is also that if you get caught, no one, you know, we, 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 no one will, no one will connect you to the GI Joe team, like that kind of thing. And you're going to be called GI Joe extreme, you know? <laughs> how how can no one connect how can no one connect Yeah, how can no one connect kind of. us to the G.I. Joe team if you then call us G.I. Joe extreme. Don't ask questions, soldier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have a problem with you recasting like Snake
0: Eyes as black dragon. He's supposed to I mean he's I, the personalities are wildly different, but it's Hosey. isn't it Snake Eyes?
1: Well, <sighs> I'm I'm trying to justify it in my head, like if Snake Eyes hadn't been burned and he'd suddenly been transplanted into the body of like a a teenager. Think I mean, of, think Black of Dragon hap- has
0: got such a a, a youthfulness about he him. He does. Think of, but think of, think of this: if Snake Eyes had, if Snake Eyes' family had never been killed by Cobra Commander's brother. He would have come home yes. and and if the if if American citizens weren't so crappy about Vietnam soldiers coming home, he would have come home to a hero's welcome. His family would have been alive and he would have been like, you know what, I'm gonna be happy, go lucky, and plucky for the rest of my day. Or maybe, hey, check this out. <laughs> like,
1: you know, I mean, that's a great explanation, but it just occurred to me like to explain away the the like the the punk kid um characterization that they've given him maybe this is snake eyes before he went away to war Ooh. like this is a much lighter because it's said in his like in, i think in his original file card you know subject served in in southeast asia but he had martial arts training and some sort of background in 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 martial arts before that interesting i i maybe i'm misreading it i know that he went off to the arashikage dojo afterwards but like there always seemed like there was some kind of experience that happened in Snake Eyes' formative years that set him on this path long before he went to Norm. Yeah. Anyways, we're we're maybe we, overthinking this. No, no, Something no, no, like no, no. You know what we Black need?
0: Dragon. You know what we need? We, need a, we need a miniseries like uh, the Punisher-born miniseries. You know, Ennis oh. told... Uh, I don't know if you read that, but he basically... I have not. Yeah, it's basically the origin of the Punisher, but it's a decade or years before the Punisher's family got killed in, in Central Park. It, it takes place entirely in Vietnam, and it shows you the kind of man Frank Castle was and then the things that happened that really made him into the Punisher that his wife and kids getting shot was just the, the straw that broke the camel's back. So it's called Punisher Born, but even though the Punisher's not actually in it. So we need something like that with, like, Smart. Snake Eyes Born. You know, like, what led up to the, the moments before we got to issue 26? You know, what made him such a battle-hardened dude?
1: Oh, cool, man. No, I like that. I in fact, it. one of the my favorite scenes in, uh, there was a um, Punisher Civil War uh, trade, mm-hmm. and I remember reading, like, there was a sequence where it details the first time he meets Captain America. Oh, yeah. It's when he was, like, he was he was in sort of Marine boot camp, and Cap had come to, I don't know, just talk to the troops about, like, the harshness and the realities of the war that they're yep. about to be sent off to. You know, the soldier from a bygone era, now superhero, talking to the regular grunts. And I think he he singled Frank out and he was like, "Okay, soldier, wind up and hit me, you know, Mm -hmm. try try and hit me. And he just wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And like Captain America administers a brutal beat down on Frank and he just does not budge. He's like, no, sir, you're a hero. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hit you yeah man yeah and that prehistory yes and
0: you're absolutely and then during the civil war they really played up with that yeah i remember i think it was in the sewer it was in the sewers they were on the opposite sides and as soon as frank saw him he was like nope
1: (laughs) yeah man i want to be on your team Mm -hmm. well yeah better get used to non-lethal means then yeah
0: so steve you're calling you're calling from Mm -hmm. uh queensland australia
1: yep R- sunny north queensland in australia uh what an interesting turn of events you see my wife lives here mm-hmm. uh, and i had been the traveling uh performing artist for a number of years now it's in fact that's how we met um so more and more my base was becoming
0: australia was she a be at one of your shows was, she's like, was she like <laughs> she like who's him and how do i get in him uh, well, yeah, yeah. though oh, really? I would say she was
1: <laughs> she was probably spoiled for choice. Um, are you familiar with the, the Broadway musical Jersey Boys? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a 95% male cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was doing that at the time, and uh, needless to say, she was spoiled for choice, but she settled on my boring ass. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, and I know. You, Wonderful. And you, were,
0: and you were telling me she's a doctor.
1: Yeah, correct. And, of course, my... My industry, my career has been completely torpedoed by COVID. So I've been sitting on my ass for three months just letting Dr. Kim take care of me.
0: Well, God bless her for being on the front line. I know, right? I know. But she... I, the, itch, the
1: itch is strong. I got to get back out there, Joe. I, well, I, well, I
0: as... got to gotta finish scripts. I got to get you some scripts. That's, I think, what you're saying. We got to do an all Zartan special. <laughs> Gladly,
1: man. I've got all the time in the world. Of course, now I'm finally on a visa... For the first time in the last three months, um, I finally received a visa from the Australian government that allows me to work. But of course, no one's hiring. hiring, And I I live in a small town and it's like, you know, everyone's had to let go of their temporary staff in any capacity. So uh, for the first time in my life, I'm on the job market. It's a strange and disconcerting experience. Well, (laughs) listeners,
0: if you need... um, I'll tell you right now, honestly, listeners, you guys all we got a lot of people that run a lot of small businesses out there. Um, and we're doing a lot of things online and a lot of people are doing advertising online. And what you do is you need a wonderful voice actor. So I'm not even fooling here. Hit up Steve Jubber. Hear that voice. <laughs> this guy. Th- no, I'm serious, Steve. You know, theater trained, a classically trained actor, he Ooh. will he will do your uh, you know, your VO reads and he'll he'll take care of you. So if you really want that, hit him up. If you, wanna, Thanks, if, you, joe. if you want a baritone polish guy hit me up but hit steve up first
1: <laughs> joe you are the voice of gi joe man you've got <laughs> such a great bass. it's beautiful i could listen to your podcast for hours oh well i'm got to cut uh, out the the weirdo guest like me
0: and just get you're too pure joe too pure flattered. joe on joe pure joe Amen. on joe well on jubber um well before we get <laughs> before we get into the show um have you been following the releases of the new toys and all that
1: uh I have yet to, to to, actually get my hands on any of the six inch Joes. And as of yesterday, which was Fan Friday. Sorry, it is still Friday yeah, in, in yeah, your time. Yeah, around, yeah. Yep.
0: Uh there have been some new reveals. Have you taken a look at those? I did, and I pulled the trigger Ooh. on them this morning. So I ordered me. No a... Joe! Yeah, I did. Which one? I ordered me a gung ho. I ordered both Cobra Commanders. I ordered the profit was it profit domination destro the pimp daddy destro that they are calling you saw that right yeah of course find a very PC way of saying pdd fabulous fabulous i ordered him and i ordered a red ninja but the uh the the hasbro site was already sold out of red ninjas by the time i logged Mm -hmm. on uh so i had to get him through uh through amazon which i'll say it again i don't advise people ordering these figures through amazon because they ship them in loose bubble mailers I went through three ro- yeah I went through three roadblocks before I finally got one that was the box was not crushed by the time it got to me.
1: Are you keen on keeping the boxes?
0: Um I am just because it's easier for me to store them that way. Like gotcha. it'll yeah, stay yeah. in nicer shape because I'm in um where I'm at I don't have a ton of like display display case you know what i mean so so it's none more, of us do buddy yeah no, i know i <laughs> know so it's more of like i'll get the boxes i'll you know enjoy them put them away or put them on a shelf plus honestly these boxes are gorgeous they're absolutely mm, stunning yeah. the I, i'm looking at scarlet right now it's beautiful phil noto art i'm not sure who mm. did the roadblock and who did the uh the duke but they got different artists for each of the boxes and they're absolutely stunning
1: no love for the '90s Storm Shadow uh, riff. Oh, you don't you know, dig that guy.
0: You know what? I ordered him, but I gotta be honest. Oh, not a fan. I don't. Okay. I don't think it looks that great. There's too much uh, black on the costume. Um, <laughs> one of the. But it
1: symbolizes his uh, his, his ambiguity. Yeah, yeah like am you know, I good? Am I evil? Yeah, no, 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 I don't know. Mm. No,
0: I like my Storm Shadow in in, in all white because then you get that great contrast of the bad guy in the white and then the good guy in the black. Um, you know, I love that dichotomy. Um, I, yeah. not argue with
1: that, Joe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not a massive fan of the figure. I did order it though. Um, and, and it looks great from like a sculpt perspective. So it's not a complaint on the, you know, I guess on the, 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 the technical wizardry of making it, but it didn't, it didn't pop. But I tell you what I did love. Gung Ho looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess his hat, I guess
1: Yes. Wow. We've. <laughs> We've waited like forty years for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love I yeah. love that gung ho. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, we were talking. I was talking in a separate uh chat with friends of the show, uh, uh Paul Galliano and Jeremiah Stafford. They've both been guests, and Jeremiah, you know, he's a massive action figure uh, collector, like big time. And he is. He surmised actually that he thinks a more traditional looking Snake Eyes might come with the movie wave. So they might be holding that back. Like in the movie, he might look more traditional in his all-white gi. Ooh, because we're also you know because you know we're going to get a movie version of Snake Eyes too. So uh, that might be why they decided to jump out uh, on the six-inch line with the um, with the V two Storm Shadow. And I don't mind the V two Storm Shadow look. I just I don't know. It just didn't it didn't pop for me on this. But Gung Ho. Woo.
1: Are you of the school of thought that like you got to trade out his weapons for like more? Believable armaments? Or no. you, do you like the sci-fi looking stuff? Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind the sci-fi stuff. Oh, the, cool. only, the only one that the only one
0: that that really looks weird, I think, is is uh, Roadblock, because that that yeah, doesn't, but doesn't do look anything like a gun. Do you arm him up with?
1: Do you arm him up with a uh, you know the the, the Ma Deuce, and then have him look at odds with the rest of the the team who have like of course essentially blasters? Yeah, I you get do. It. It, no, no, I mean it, it <laughs> makes
0: it makes sense, but you know Roadblock okay. always got he's always got to have that Ma Deuce. Right, but then you know, would it not look at odds?
1: Because a lot of collectors have have taken it upon themselves to use third party uh, manufacturers to arm their right. figures. Nah, I don't. But I don't you, go that deep. If you
0: deep. do one, you got to do them all, surely. True, true. Yeah, no, I don't go mm-hmm. that deep. I don't go that deep. I, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. I'll, 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 I'll play with what they gave me. You know, like and this goes yeah. back to when I was a kid, Duke's helmet always had to stay with Duke that, you know, he had that lighter green from, you know, my, my sure. Duke came with. Uh, and so he always had to have that helmet. If someone else was wearing that helmet, it was, an, we had a problem, you know, um, <laughs> his backpack was always his backpack. Like I, that, their guns were their guns. Like it was, if, if, if snake eyes had to pick up like a, you know, an AK 47 or something, there had to be a story reason for it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it was Uzi's all day.
1: You know, I haven't thought about this for the longest time, but yeah, I think I went through a phase where there was that kind of purity, like a character's equipment was their equipment, was their equipment, you never strayed. But then you went to the age of like all the toys just being in one big box, and you just go scratching for whatever weapon appealed mm-hmm. to, to outfit your figure.
0: So you, you skipped that phase completely. Oh, yeah, no, I never went through that phase. When, when, oh, whenever, right, they, right. whenever they got put away, they got put away with their weapons. And then when I eventually put them away for, you know, long-term storage, um, I th- did they actually, did I might've, I might've outfitted all of them and then put them all in the, you know, like in the APC and then in the, you know, in the yeah. various storage spots. Like I think, yeah. And I, which is, which resulted it certainly resulted in some damage to a few of them over the years. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was, I was, I was really keen. I was really keen on keeping them with it. The, and I remember when, uh, one of the real joys I had when I was mid early thirties and I brought the mm-hmm. box from my parents' house to my, my home in Chicago. And I brought this. Oh, I just got box. goose flesh. Dude, oh my God. <laughs> I sat in front of, I sat in front of the TV watching old JoJo cartoons on my JoJo DVD set. And I, and I used jojo.com to match mm-hmm. every gun to every person who needed it. Like I, I matched everything and it was such a fulfilling, fulfilling experience.
1: Did you have some uh, O rings of the correct
0: gauge set aside? Well, I they did, would have come in handy. You know what? Um, yes, but I don't know if they were. I, I don't. I still don't think I got my O rings right. But I did do O ring replacement. Yeah.
1: Good man. Oh, yeah. what a great experience! And of course. You had the tunes to accompany you. Of course, nice one, Joe. Of
0: course, I mean, you, you, you got to set the tone. But I, what I didn't have, the time, what I didn't <laughs> have at the time—what I didn't have at the time yeah, yeah, some candles. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, put on me some and my mo- Joe's. Yeah, put on some Boys to Men, and um, you know, oh wait, maybe it was just me. Um, <laughs> but what I didn't have at the time, though, Steve, was GI Joe Extreme. But we have that now. Now we have it, and now you and I are going to watch the second part of the first season finale called rebellion are you ready for this oh the odds
1: are a million to 1 they're a million
0: to 1 and that's the way we like it so <laughs> so listeners to catch you up in case you didn't catch last episode which hey i urge you go back and go back in the podcast feed and listen to the coup of the claw um it's very similar to the synthoid conspiracy from back in the uh back in the sunbow days basically uh iron iron claw in the in the form of count von rainey uh, was addressing congress which in this future is like congress slash un like there were world leaders there as well and uh they basically took over the united states government they took over the white house they claimed control of the military and the u.s military was fighting against gi joe and they sunk gi joe island destroyed oh, it, man. absolutely destroyed it which is a big plot point early on in this episode so the GI Joe sunken island. Sunken. How could that happen, they sunk, Joe? And not only an island, a an, a movable island. I feel like at one point someone should have been like, "Listen, those guys have an island that that moves. Maybe we don't sink it. Maybe because an island that moves is pretty cool. Maybe we try to capture it. But It's sunk." So the Joes are, you know, they're out of pocket, so to speak. So they're they're fugitives and they're on the run, and that's as exciting as it gets for me in the world of G.I. Joe. I'm excited for this. Totally, buddy. Steve, are you ready? I'm ready, man. All right, man. Just
1: like uh, got some of Count von Raini's juice oh, from his own from personal his orchard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so great. The orange juice that turns you oh, into
0: a zombie. It's so oh, great, so great. All right, listeners, we'll get your uh, get your files ready. Uh, and Steve Jobber, remember, guys, go check out G.I. Joeberg. Uh, they do great, great, great work. You're gonna be, you're gonna love it. You're gonna fall in love with these guys. Uh, so get those <laughs> get those videos get those videos ready. Get your fingers ready to click on it, because I know you're not watching it on a DVD. And here we go.
1: Nice return to the live action elements. Love the live action.
0: And it bums me out that on these bootleg things, we didn't have a live action. Was it the previous one? One of the previous ones didn't have it. So the the fact that we have one one here, it. it tells me that they must have done live actions for all of these. So I think out of the 13, we've maybe gotten like 10 live actions. I feel like we missed like three of them. Um, So it's totally
1: a a sign of the times. I mean, I think Mighty Morphin Power Rangers did it, obviously, full-length live episodes. And then there was the Action Man cartoon. And this is just like sunbow keeping keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, look at that oh, dude's man, transformation.
0: transformation that transformation so. is great so the live action is it's iron claw and he gives this serum which i think is it's like a mind the control juice. Yeah, the juice just <laughs> from a special orange orchard uh he gives it to a, a one of his soldiers and the guy mutates into like this uh this nosferatu looking vampire monster and that that cgi transformation was really really good you know, it was
1: that morphing uh, process that they use at the end of Michael Jackson's Black or White. Right. that is what it which, was. Which was so... It was flawless. They got that absolutely perfect in the 90s. Yeah, they yeah, did. man. And, and it looked so good. Damn, really, really good. So, but what's funny though, he... Do they do that
0: in this episode?
1: Did I blank um, on that? Not what? Well, no, that I don't was think that's that was actually... kind of explaining explaining the process in the previous episode. So oh, they administer right, the juice. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. right, right. No, but that, like no, but the juice, the no, but the juice. No, pack. but the orange juice. That was more. Wasn't it more? My, well, either way, we start with <laughs> such <laughs> intricate plot lines in GI Joe Extreme uh, Rebellion, written by Mark Edens, and uh, we started a baseball game. So it's like America doesn't know that it's been taking over taken over yet. And here comes Ironclaw, and he comes on the uh, the big screen, at this at this uh, baseball game. Very exciting. I love that. I love that their choice to do this, because it's just As an, it, at a
1: major sporting event. Yeah, you know, yeah, Chris you Nolan know. he totally ripped them off in Dark Knight Rises.
0: Yeah. Oh my God! Totally, it's totally Christopher <laughs> Nolan did. So yeah. So because you see, he's in he's in Washington, obviously, and they showed a clip from San Francisco, and now here's a clip of New York. There's the World Trade Center
1: <sighs> towers, man. Oh, and
0: there's giant explosions, um, and then wherever the baseball game was. So it's a really quick way to say, oh no, this is all over the United States. Like this is happening. And Clancy and the president Clancy tied up and in the Oval the president. Office now. I'm very excited to announce that uh, the other day I did dig out my G.O. Joe Extreme comic books for the first time in probably 20 years.
1: I haven't read them. Are they written by Frank Miller?
0: No, the cover is Frank Miller. Oh, the cover. No, but they are written by Mike Barr, who's a very, very talented comic book writer from back in the day. I don't know what he's been writing lately, but he's a very talented writer. So I'm one issue in to brush up to do uh, some episodes of Joe and Joe Illustrated for him. And so Agamasp so far so good. Once again, a good comic. Great. And good. It, that it, bodes it, well. I've yeah, never read it. And it gives more flavor to this stuff. Like they introduced a uh So Far. I don't want to get too deep into that, but there's a there's someone higher up than Iron Claw. There's a lady who's like his his master that they introduce in the comic book. Oh, Ooh, yeah. so
1: she's actually calling the shots.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's a it's a whole thing. So just listeners it's coming soon, and it's very exciting. So here we have the U.S. soldiers. They're saluting the sinking, sunken G.I. Joe Island because they just That's destroyed That's totally how it. islands work. Yeah, that is <laughs> Totally. <laughs> you well, can listen. sink them? Yeah, you sink them. They, they can't move. And the Joes are still they're still at Arlington where they kind of regrouped it at the end of the last episode. So they have to free the president so that he can give an order to attack Scar. President, you know, do you being... have any, uh,
1: personal favorites amongst the Joe team? Like, strongest designs or best characterizations?
0: Um, characterizations... I think I like... I think I kind of like Freight a lot. Because he's, so yeah. simp- he's so simple. It's <laughs> just so like, oh, yeah. let's just... do it! And like, that football episode was fun. Um... Uh, and then design wise
1: uh, got you
0: stumped man okay yeah, well i don't you know <laughs> i don't know like i don't know what about you what about you do you have any
1: any, All right, well, any faves i, I the, one of the episodes that i had on vhs as a child uh, featured ballistic quite heavily yeah uh, this is sort of a an infiltration mission into Count von Rainey's court. Yes, with ballistic yep, and Lieutenant yep. it's like Stone. Jane, yeah, it's like
0: a James Bond episode,
1: and it totally f- has a focus on him. And I just loved his vocal delivery, man. It was so, you know, he was he's, he is your typical like cool guy. Yeah, he's the Han Solo type, mm-hmm. you know, with the swagger and like the expert marksmanship. You know, his, like, nigh Hawkeye ability to never miss. Oh, for sure. So that's that's probably put him in very high esteem. The action figures sucked, but well, it would that's be the lovely I mean, if see, they I did think, a modern I got to be honest. Modern interpretation. That's
0: the, that's the thing. So I'm, I'm, I just called up the action figure page. And, and you know, to, mm. to, to excuse my lack of answer for you, they all kind of look the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they all got pouches and shoulder pads. They're just different color <laughs> pouches and different color shoulder pads. They really do. Uh, but they've all got unique action figures, Joe. Sure. I mean, action features. Yeah. Action I features. I guess they do, but they really, really do look quite similar. Um, mm. So you take that out, and I still love Freight just because he's a behemoth, and I like his bandana. Um, I, actually, I like Sergeant uh, Steel, or Sergeant Savage, sorry. I like Sergeant I like Savage. Savage a lot because yeah. he's kind of old school. <laughs> not but, Captain America. No, yeah, no yeah, no, 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 no. We never heard of Captain. America. Like all these characters have got like some kind of analog in yeah, pop I, culture. Yeah, like exactly. Count
1: von rainey is totally Victor von Doom. Yeah, well, that's it.
0: I was just going to say. I love his outfit. Mm. I love his. He, he he's great. I think yeah. he's awesome. He's yeah. You
1: know that the the Collectors Club did yes. uh, a, a modern version. Yeah, and he looked great. And yeah man I've never had this figure to hand but everyone who I've spoken to who has speaks very highly of it, it looks, like it was the,
0: the sleeper hit of that wave yeah it looks really really good oh so here's all these here's all these. Uh, yeah these, these are the uh, uh, orange juice drinkers <laughs> they all got turned into <laughs> monsters uh, and, they look yeah. quite horrifying but I'm trying to figure out why the heck
1: I mean why did they administer this orange juice and then take them hostage anyway surely just taking
0: them hostage is, is threat enough true true but i guess maybe the orange juice maybe is a threat to not do it to more people like this is what we can do we could get you totally we can get you through vitamin c or something (laughs) you know
1: these guys definitely need their vitamin c yeah i mean they Uh, look
0: they look horrific let's be clear and what do you think
1: of flamethrowers mounted on forearms (laughs) like we see with inferno over here i think it's a bad
0: idea Probably, do. especially we're, if you have we're, your we're, hands yeah, chatting out beyond the muzzle. We'll be right muzzle. back. Listeners, I know what you need in your life. You need more podcasts, and you also love movies. So why not do a podcast It's about not, not one movie. It's about not two movies. It's about three movies and a meal. I'm talking the Movies and a Meal podcast. This show is Great. It's brought to you by Keith, Brad, and Ben, and each week they bring a new movie to the table, which they all discuss as a group. And it's not, you know, your highfalutin movies. It's What We Do in the Shadows, The Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and Out of Sight. You know, it's Bad Education, Ghost Rider, and A View to a Kill. It's X Men Last Stand, Queen Sugar, The Mandalorian, and Major League Two. They are. A lot of fun to listen to. You guys know Ben. It's our friend Ben Pensarga. He was a guest on Joe and Joe. In fact, Ben was the very first remote guest that I ever had on this podcast. So he's always got a special place in my heart. I'm really digging this. I I just started listening to it last week. It is a lot of fun. They bring a guest in. The guest, uh, I I listened to their Heather's episode. They, They were joined by Kelly. And she went in depth on her favorite movie, which was Heather's. And it made me want to go watch Heather's to watch with him i really dig it so guys find them out there at movies and a Meal, twitter instagram their website is movies and they put out one episode a week give them a listen guys support them let them know joe and joe sent you i don't think you're going to be disappointed it is quite entertaining and now back to the show your guts and, your gear, we're going back in. and we're we're going back in um yeah the, your hand over the over the flamethrower muzzle terrible idea However, <laughs> if he had enough, like, you know, Kevlar or something over the knuckles, maybe he'd be all right. I mean, Destro had wrist rockets on, you know, you're telling me he never accidentally shot his own hand. Touche. You
1: know, as it came out of my mouth, I was like, yep, uh, Joe's got me there. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like
0: that, like Iron Man and his in his repulsors that are in his hand or something, you know, like there's always that. Oh man, you're gonna accidentally be like scratching your scratching your balls and shoot your you know, shoot your <laughs> groin off or something. You know what I mean? There's always that danger. So, the Rogues Gallery all seem like they have supervillain
1: origins behind them. Yes, they like, totally do. It's fascinating to me. Like we get a little bit of insight into Inferno in previous episodes. Yes. Like he was a poor kid who just didn't have all the toys that the rich kids had. So that that yeah. speaks to his and this, psychology. And
0: that's something that this show does that real American hero didn't do. You know, yeah. like we never had a, a, a deep, insightful, major blood episode, you know, um, the mm. closest we got was like the the Destro one where they where they get into his lineage. With, is he related to Lady J? You know what I mean? Like that. Totally. That's probably the closest we get. But we, we never got the origin of Cobra Commander. Really. You know, we never got the origin of Baroness. And so far, what, mutant snake, man, not good enough for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, well, you're right. Like, yeah, that is the one time they really did it and they did it in the movie. And people so, hated it. Yeah. Oh, man. Half, half the, the episodes, movie. half the episodes on this whole first season have dealt with someone's origin, whether it was, um, you know, Freight's origin or wreckage or um, uh, bah, 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 Rampage. Rampage. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like it mm. really dealt with their origins. And that's that's pretty cool. Agreed.
1: Yeah, Of course, it's also like the, the, the show just writes itself. It's like, ah, we've got about 13 characters to introduce. They're 13 episodes. Bam. Yeah. Character
0: spotlight every time. Yep. Yep. This episode actually does a great job of highlighting like the whole team and all the bad guys. So we have Inferno going up against Torpedo. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, water, he's waterlogged uh, <laughs> or harpoon harpoon yeah torpedo yeah harpoon but I mean all is forgiven it's totally yeah clear, it's though. gonna yeah well you know it's funny They in that comic book the first issue of this they did introduce a new character and they called him short fuse but apparently he's not but he's not our short fuse oh man yeah so I don't know I don't know what the thinking was behind that like look why- it's remarkable to me that there were still
1: viable code names uh, that hadn't been used by previous GI Joe members. Listen. Okay, Metalhead being the op- yeah, obvious we'll uh, example yeah. of
0: that hey, exception. To, to this day, whenever we do our show, and you, of course, legendarily known around around these parts as Action Feature,
1: <laughs> when we do,
0: <laughs> try to forget about that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I love it. We, I'm always happily surprised at how well the the code names that we come up with on the show would fit into the GI Joe line. You know what I mean? Like, they they really feel organic. They feel like a J.I. Joe mm-hmm. name. And so I think there's just limitless names that fit. For whatever reason, the style of naming that Hama came up with just absolutely fits. System, even the top ones. Oh, so this is great. This is great. It was not the government. Oh, that was so awesome. So whoever made, whoever made, uh, that's Wreckage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever, or is that Rampage? That's right. Wreckage. wreckage. yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoever made... He, I know, yeah, I get it. I know, it's so hard. Yeah, Wreckage, finally, he's told that whoever made him wasn't the government. So he's always... they, And they've hit this point in multiple episodes, that the reason he's a quote-unquote bad guy is because he doesn't trust the United States government. So I really, really hope that on season two, he turns and fights alongside the Joes. How great would that be?
1: Yeah, man. It's fascinating that you oh, know, just th- this no. show... Uh, this show has got, uh, you know, less of a, a reset than previous animations. You know, there oh, are completely. events; that, there is continuity between
0: episodes. There's yeah. an arc. Yes, completely. Mm. I'm fascinated to see where they go next week with yeah. you know season because this time. this season, something that I thought like
1: was resolved perhaps too quickly was Quick Strike being like a, a an ill trusted member
0: of the Joe team. Right, like. I... Yeah. It was almost dealt with you know the I, very next episode. Yeah, I would have liked his episode where I would have liked him to be more distrusted a little bit. That would have been yeah. that would have been very cool. Yep. Because it's like he had this interesting
1: characterization, now it's been diffused, now he's just one mm, of the guys. Mm, good point.
0: Pretty. Yeah, mm. good point. However, having said that, that episode is pretty great. Yeah. And yeah, I, I wonder Oh, uh, I mean, because there is continuity, it probably was in right order. But I wonder, you know, like if maybe, like maybe they meant to play that out, and maybe that that episode got pushed up in the order or something. But there's kind of yeah broad there's kind of broad continuity here. Like there's growth, I mean, it's this show's written really well. It you know it, it just it is what it is. They were trying to capture a different market. You know, mm.
1: and is... and because they had this kind of overarching continu- continuity, obviously all the writers had some idea of what plot elements they needed to push episode to episode mm-hmm. it wasn't like villain of the week mm-hmm. you know, or macguffin of the week
0: right very yeah it was, no it, there it, is
1: definitely merit to the to show i hope uh, more people get to see that
0: yeah so um iron claw just escaped with um well we're going to commercial but with clancy we'll be right back. today's final card features on the lone female of the group mayday she's the Aggressive and determined, skilled fighter and pilot and driver, and I don't know much else about her. She never had the figure produced so far in the show. We haven't really gotten an, an origin for Mayday. She's redhead, wears green and orange kind, of, so she's very, very similar in looks to Scarlet. Uh, does not behave like Scarlet at all. She's very impetuous and hot-headed. I don't know if they ever gave her a real name. I don't know anything about her. I don't know where she's from. If we learn it later in the show, awesome. As of now, don't know anything about her, except she's feisty. Based on the fact that she looks like Scarlet, doesn't act like Scarlet. It's kind of like she looks like Scarlet and kind of acts like Lady J, like a younger Lady J, like what Lady J would have been in her early 20s. So based on that, I like her. But I can't really give you guys much more on her because I don't know that there's anything much more to know. So Mayday, whoever you are, we salute you. Okay, bud, we're back see i i metal i kind of like metal <laughs> yeah it's like it's bill like and Ted's. Rock and it's like roll, a bill and ted like, yeah it's, it's like, like a, if bill and ted were a joe guy <laughs> oh
1: yeah much better <laughs> it's pretty great, wayne's world yeah
0: so the joes rescued the president so now the president can give the proper command to you know for the military to to fight scar and we're going <laughs> to invade a european nation yeah. Exactly. All right, so this is like the third world war, man. Yeah, so they they kidnapped Tom the Tom Clancy here, <laughs> and uh, and now it's now it becomes a rescue mission for Clancy, and it's cool because uh, you know that first episode was really broad stroked, very global, very, um, you know, very MacGuffin heavy. You know, not MacGuffin per se, but very plot heavy of. They're taking yeah. over. Set up. And now, yeah. Mm. And now this one, it, this one does that great job of getting narrower and narrower and more personal with the action. So they've the Joes wrapped up the big global invasion plot, and now it becomes a rescue mission for their friend Clancy. I like that. Action
1: time. Oh man, yeah. We're getting, oh man, we're getting, I celebrated so, gotta... so much over that helicopter design as a child. It pains me that it never saw release. At least not in the United States. Eventually, it got released in India. Did you know that? Oh, it did. Really? Yeah, the Battlehawk. That's really cool. But, I mean, it is designed for five-inch figures Mm. and wide figures at that. So, I can't imagine the cockpit looking too appropriate for three-and-three-quarter-inch Joe. Right. But it was released in their three-and-three-quarter-inch line um, and packaged with a mystery action figure. That's so cool. Oh, really? Fun School India would just like chuck a random oh, figure in the box it's so funny <laughs>
0: i yeah I, I need we need to get uh well i don't do a ton of toy stuff because i'm not by any stretch of the imagination an expert on the toy stuff but the fun school stuff that always fascinated me because i don't remember them ever doing gi joe but i've seen no. it so much that they so they got the license and just reprinted everything like all the figures like yeah re- well re-
1: they're, they're affiliates of hasbro or i don't oh. know they've they got all the molds and the tooling so because it was an unproduced toy the tooling was perfect it was yeah. you know un, unblemished it was ready to go uh so they produced this battlehawk i think in 2000 as late oh, as that oh wow
0: but yeah. but in general when fun school was putting out gi joe's were they releasing them around the world or were they were those released in america uh they were released
1: domestically in india and i think if you had a really savvy toy shop uh that had some kind of import section uh, we we got a handful of Fun School figures on card. Okay. Um, I I think they made their way to the states eventually, but as I say, not through major chains. I don't think you would have yeah, found them at Toys R Us. I
0: don't remember, you know, just as a as a consumer ever seeing Fun School related Joe. And then once we got it, you know, once I started doing this pod and you know reigniting my passion for Joes, I I really quickly saw that like Fun School did this stuff, but I never really I've never really dug into the whys and the and the hows of it.
1: Joe, Lieutenant Stone has got this four-barreled oh, weapon. Oh, it's... Which it's, he seems to be cradling. He's like, just like is, a lover. Like a lover, did Steve. He, did he yank it off a vehicle or something? Like, it doesn't look like it's meant <laughs> no, to be handheld. I don't, I, don't like, no the, tr- I
0: don't even know where the trigger is. He's just holding it, and it's shooting. I don't know what it is. Oh, but he found, he found Clancy's glasses. So that think... tells him Clancy's in that room. He deduced that huh. they were behind, like, a secret panel in the wall, which, of course, they are. So he's making his uh-huh. way down into the underground bunker where uh, Scar and all the, all the all the all the army is waiting to unleash on the world. He's just and he's an important just plot point that Lieutenant dull. Stone actually steps on the glasses,
1: destroys them, but puts the like you know the crumpled yeah. glasses into his yes. shirt pocket. Yes. He still looks, really, that good. That still that looks like, really good. Interesting um, like, uh, Calistan, they don't know that they're, you know, that that's, that Scar is being kind of headquartered beneath the surface. Like, even Von Rainey's personal guards, right. like, when those Skyrenes come out of the ground, they're like,
0: what the heck is this? Yeah, invasion? well, I'll tell you, in the comic, and we touched on this in an earlier episode, of, uh, I forget I forget which of our guests, uh, I forget who it was that was telling me about this, but yeah, in the comic, Von Rainey is not, Iron Claw and Iron Claw assumes in that first issue he takes over his identity. So Von Rainey was a legitimate, he was a legitimate dude. And quite frankly, in the first issue of the comic, uh, a bit of a creeper, bit of a Me Too creeper. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know. So the
1: comic, the comic book immediately gives away that um, Iron Claw is a master of disguise. Yes. Whereas the cartoon kind of makes it look like it's uh, Iron Claw is an alter ego of Von Rein. Yes. Yeah. In the comics, interesting they, bit they, of misdirection. They establish.
0: Was. Yeah. They establish that Iron Claw is his own dude, but he shows up and takes over the identity of Count Von Rainey. So now we're in one of those uh, patented music video scenes, and it's a really cool fight between stone and claw and the, it's a it's a pretty good fight on oh, like oh you i, said, I figured someone was going to fall on that big spiked shield iron claw takes takes <laughs> yeah. in the face damn that's some foreshadowing like, but it doesn't come to
1: pass He's no. great and also like give the the voice and he, cast and he a, throws a, him, a minute he,
0: of downtime he, th- he throws him in basically lava right that was like lava right totally yeah so he throws him into like this red hot lava, lava pume, plume, plume, plume. <laughs> so you know, according to Stone, as far as he could tell, Iron Claw's dead. But now, here comes Clancy. And and yeah, uh, yeah and uh, Quick Strike has Iron Claw's broken face mask. So they assume he's dead, but Clancy's standing there. And, Steve, what do you see about Clancy? I wear my sunglasses indoors. Right?
1: (laughs) Big time. Clancy has his
0: sunglasses on. Even though we saw Stone pick up Clancy's broken glasses earlier. So that should be a tip, Mm. kids. Did you catch that, kids? Did you catch that? (laughs) I wonder if uh, children
1: watching this at the time were that critical of the details? Like, yeah. was this
0: enough shadowing? Well, I mean, this... By the way, the end of this is amazing. Well, they just give it away right yeah. there. Which they I was kind of like... Away, I was like, oh, like, why did you give it away? So, yeah, we're listeners... Audience, listeners, man. yeah, what they do is... Uh, Clancy's like, oh, it could be anyone. And then they okay. had smoke go over his face. And then, it, like, it revealed... And it was, it was supposed to be just to the audience... That it was Ironclaw. At, he's now assumed the role of Clancy. Which is fantastic and i hope yeah, i hope that they keep that up for all of next season or at least a good chunk of next season because i love that setup uh and now we're into a psa and the kids are lighting themselves on fire and oh it's your guy <laughs> it's your it's your guy it's your guy, Isn't this the best one it's yeah the
1: best one to- I mean, strange, strange man like wrestling a <laughs> yeah. child to the ground. Yeah, look, children setting each other on on fire. Don't I mean, burn yourself. All
0: kinds are wrong. Don't burn yourself. I've been stalking you in the woods for all this time. I can't kidnap. <laughs> yeah. I can't kidnap you and uh, and torture you to a slow death if you burn yourself alive first. So don't do it before I can get to you, kids. Oh
1: jeez. Oh, uh, amazing. Is, what a time. Amazing. I kind of almost yeah. wish they'd done them live action style. Wouldn't that be oh, fun?
0: Oh how. I gotta be honest, that might be even creepier though. If you think about it, uh, like just a real live grown ass dude appearing out of nowhere being well, like, don't drown, kid. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, you, stay away from that power line.
1: Well, it would definitely be perhaps even more funny after the fact to watch these PSAs. Now, with, like course... real actors come here timmy sit was, down on my
0: knee i was just yeah oh. so of course we've got there's the classic the gi joe psa's that you know legendary that people changed uh what's i forget <laughs> and i forget i uh, forget the guy's name actually but um he's out of chicago actually um, oh great yeah yeah yeah. you know uh, i you, just
1: remember it was tagged Fensler
0: phone fe- yeah that's it yeah 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 mm. that's it mm. but has anyone ever done a live action recreate so using the original audio of the psa's But do it like this, like do live action and see what that, because I imagine they would look so wild. Like two kids (laughs) hanging out in their bathroom talking about, I'm going to take mom's drugs. And then just Doc (laughs) shows up at the window, be like, hey, kids, don't take your parents' drugs, but use the actual audio from it. Oh, I feel mm. like, and this then I feel like this—you be...
1: know—that someone's gonna then do the *Fence* the film. Oh yeah, like redubs.
0: Yes. I feel, hey, what are you doing on my land? I feel like this <laughs> needs to be this needs to be a *Cobra Convergence* 2021. I feel like this is something we should all put together. At least do a couple of these. I'm
1: game. Because that's that sounds like <laughs> as it soon would as be international in... travel opens yeah. up again, Joe. The concept right of that
0: sounds—it sounds frightening to me, and I would love to see that happen and use use the show audio too not just like do a new one but actually use rip the audio from it and match it to the match it to your voice like they do with <laughs> um with these live action ones cuz if you guys noticed the live actions for JoJo Extreme were the voice actors from the show so that if you're a kid watching it the characters all sounded like they did on the same episode that you're watching i i think that'd be great idea, Steve. <laughs> I think
1: I think we better shut the heck up about okay. it. <laughs> okay. we are sitting on a gold mine, Joe, my friend. Uh, it's well, gonna happen. Uh,
0: Steve Jover, this has been an absolute delight, my friend. It's so thank good. you, Joe. Yeah. It's good
1: to be back, my man.
0: It's great thank to you. have you back. Great to connect with you. Great to hear that you're uh, you're healthy. And um, I'm I'm assuming there's worse places to be than with your lovely wife stuck in Queensland.
1: Brother, I have no room to complain. Even though the work front has kind of been a non starter, mm-hmm. I've been enjoying essentially lockdown in paradise, man. I'll bet. Like well the rest of the world is is really in for the fight of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh there are no new cases in Queensland. It's, That's amazing. Well, for all intents and purposes, it's business as usual and it's like speech days every day and that's and that's
0: from a lot of the hard work that uh that dr kim has been doing so you send her our best send her thank you for being on the front lines of this man yes uh and say hi to all the all the guys over at g.i joeberg send them send them my love i appreciate what you guys do when's the next uh video the the play motion video coming out play motion videos well
1: things have become very difficult on that front personally because I'm I'm stuck in Oz with a very a very awesome. modest collection of toys. Right, all your Yeah. So I, all my plans for 2020, as with everyone's plans for 2020, have kind of been dashed. I wanted to send the Defiant into space because, <laughs> as you as you know, we 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 sent the flag onto the ocean. Yeah, um, that was great. So the next step was, of course, launching a mission into the upper atmosphere with the uh, with the Defiant launch complex, but that ain't gonna happen. While my defiant is nine time zones away from me, so fans of our playmotion stuff will have to be a little bit patient. We're uh, we're undergoing some te- technical difficulties, but <laughs> very exciting. Our work has kind of inspired other people to make their own, which we are then more than happy to host on our channel. Great. So while Gi Joeberg has kind of paused production, other people have taken on the reins and. Troy Smith, alumnus mm-hmm. of um, of Joe and Joe Pod, has 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 answered the call and given us amazing fan contributions and even featured your voice. Uh, may I yeah. add?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was so it's,
1: do it. it's it's wonderful to know that, like, even if the wheels of production have stopped turning for us, this kind of content is happening and happening with increasing regu- regularity. I love it. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. it's amazing. Maybe it's this amazing. is the highest goal to begin with. It's like. Yeah, let's do something that showcases how we play with G.I. Joe and maybe inspire others to show us how they played with G.I. Joe. That's so great. We've just got this great playlist of, like, play motion. That's so
0: great. And as a member, (laughs) and uh, unrelated, as a member of the G.I. Joeberg team on the G.I. Joe mobile game, I urge, oh, urge yes. all of you guys if you guys are on the mobile game go to the G.I. Joeberg squad and join up <laughs> <laughs> well yes we do have some turnover of members
1: uh, I think we're at capacity now but okay. people come and go all the time I am terrible at that game Joe <laughs> I'm really bad <laughs> I, I've only just figured out some of the, the, the functions like I just could not win any battles I was oh, like no. I don't know how this works it doesn't come with any kind of instructions and if you're not uh, familiar with PvP mobile yeah. games the instructions just, are,
0: yeah, the instructions are lacking. There's some, there's a lot of the, a lot of the finer details of the things that they don't do not do a good job of explaining. They say like, uh, So
1: embarrassingly, GI Joeberg the player is probably on the bottom ranking <laughs> of the GI Joburg group. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of dragging everyone else's
0: sort of average scores down perhaps, That's all right. but you're, it's just nice leading, to be on, on there anyways behind. and you're see lead, yeah. digital toys. Yeah. It's so much fun. And so I'm happy to be a part of that. Uh, and I'm having How do a, I get the Skyhawk? I want the Skyhawk I don't man. have the Skyhawk either. I finally unlocked I Cobra Commander this week. I finally unlocked Cobra Commander. And I, I don't really understand what he does. He doesn't seem to do anything good on the battlefield. <laughs> he though. just dies. Yeah, right. Hard. He does. And I'm like, what? Like, I finally unlocked him, and he didn't do anything good. So I don't, you know, I'm going to go back to my Destros and my... Uh, Scarlets, take all the things and blow them up from a distance well either way Steve this has been a delight thank you so much for joining us for G.I. Joe Extreme season one finale
1: Yo Joe baby Yo
0: Joe baby and now you Joe and Joeing is half the battle Extreme <laughs> <laughs>